Alright, I have decided that I am going to do something educational tonight. I'm going to watch this video. And here we go. Alright, are you in a simulation? The simu We're in a simulation right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You look at our computing power today. And you say, I have the power to program a world inside of a computer. Well, imagine in the future where you have even more power than that. And you can create characters that have, for example, free will. And you I have a mustache. I'm not going to listen to anything you say because world. you have a mustache. Now, you're a character in that world and you think you have free will. And you say, I want to invent a computer. So you do. Hey, I want to create a world in my computer. So now you lay out all these universes and throw a dart. Which of these universes are you most likely to hit? The original one. I like to throw a dart. That's full of like C4 and have it land right in your dick hole. Just saying that. That started it, or the countless simulations, the daughter simulations that uh, unfolded thereafter. Are you in a simulation? Let's find out. Vsauce, I'm Jake, and we are living in a simulation, or at least that's what the simulation hypothesis proposes. That if a civilization. Alright, hairdo, first of all. I already don't like you because your eyebrows are just out of control. They've got emotion on their own. Like, they're kind of displaying emotion that you're not, you know, continue. A post-human civilization were to become significantly technologically advanced, then we would most likely be simulated. Wait, I want to hear that again because it sounds vaguely living important. In a simulation, or at least that's what the simulation hypothesis proposes. That if a civilization, a post-human civilization, were to become significantly technologically advanced, then we would most likely be simulated. Where do apples come from? Where do apples come from? I think I'd rather watch a documentary about where apples come from. Because it seems to have more purpose than... Okay, here we go. Oh, look! There two. are two worlds, two yeah, realities. And they're both round. The primary world, which is where the simulation is being run, and the secondary world. Okay, the first world where the simulation is being run, and the other world where the simulation is being controlled, or whatever he just said. I wasn't really paying attention because I was too enthralled by this diagram that they have of two Earths, and uh, they're both round, so take that, Flat Earthers. The simulated universe we occupy, which to us, is the only one. And when creating this world, there are three steps to successfully making the user believe it to be real. Immersion, absorption, and saturation. Think about video games. Immersion, absorption, and believing bullshit. Is that what I okay. Games like Age of Empires, Civilization, mm -hmm. or The Sims. They're about oh, recreating Sims. or mimicking reality, reliving past events, or creating new ones. And in 20 years, we went from games looking like this to this. As visuals advance, as the experiences become more immersive and digital characters start reacting seemingly on their own, our understanding of what is real and what isn't starts to blur. Now, characters in a video game are bound by a set of rules, a set of defining laws. A sim can't walk through a wall even though it isn't... Okay, buddy, I've already warned you once. I don't think I want to have to tell you again. If you don't get those eyebrows under control, I'm going to have to shut off this video. I'm just... This is your last warning. Actually, it's just lines of code that define what is or is not solid, but it's still called a wall. 
Your mom's a wall. Now think of our own world. This is a collection of atoms that together... Okay, I'm thinking of our world, and it's really starting to piss me off. Continue. Atoms. I don't trust atoms. They make up everything. Form an object that we call a wall. It's been atomically programmed to form a specific shape. We are left with something that looks like, that feels like a wall. We don't see the microscopic pieces that build it, just like we don't see the code in a game. We just expect it to act a certain way because of how our world is designed. We trust that this is made of something physical, not just a programmed artificial boundary. Yes, we trust. We trust. We trust. We don't know. We just trust that when you ram into that brick wall, we also trust that that hurt like a bitch. When someone comes to your house, how do they get there? Do you Nobody comes to my house because I don't allow people to come to my house because I hate people and I'm very antisocial. So if somebody comes to my house, they usually end up leaving right away because I point them in the right direction with my shotgun. See them leave. Do you see them on their drive? They leave their home, time passes, and there they are. Yes, I do. I do because all of my good friends have cameras planted in their vehicles and houses via me. But not everyone's me. It's World Gestalt, a structure configured. Not everyone's technically advanced like me. Curation of details which together implies the existence of a world and causes the audience to fill in the missing pieces of that world based on details given. If I walk off frame left, you'd imagine I'd come back around. But if I come back from somewhere unexpected, your perception of reality has been minutely fractured. It's that... No, it's... You're on camera, and we're talking about advanced technology, and you just walked off screen and walked through a door because of camera editing. You Zack Smith the shit out of that point. Go ahead. World Gestalt. The assumption of how things should be that allows it- Dude. Dude. Your belt could have a pride festival just by itself. That belt needs to go. That belt needs to go. A simulated reality to function. Not everything needs to be rendered. Needs to exist simultaneously for every user in the simulation. is expanding and growing is that it hasn't finished loading yet think of vr if you are looking in front of did he just say what i think he said that the universe hasn't finished loading yet well maybe your balls haven't dropped yet maybe that's an option too don't point at me you what is behind you isn't necessarily rendered it hasn't become Real. It isn't until you turn your Hold on. I'm looking around. Hmm. Wow. I think I'm gonna point this out to the real estate agent when they sell this house that this this house is rendered as fuck. Everything is, is rendered very nicely. Yeah, there's no there's no buffering, there's no no, all the walls seem to be loaded. The windows are, yeah. Everything's in place. Continue. Dumbass. ...head that it comes into existence. And what was just in front of you is now gone. So the question becomes, how do you know anything exists when you're not... Uh, 
How do you know? Okay. Looking at it. How do you know anything exists when you're not looking at it? Um, peripheral vision. And if you've ever talked to a person and blinked, you could still hear their voice, so they, they, they fucking exist. It's the technological version of solipsism. The idea that... It's the technical fucking bullshit fucking tells all the fucking... I'm glitching out. Only your own mind is certain to exist. Everything inside of this frame, the person animating it, the office they're in, the entire world around them, including you, might not exist outside of my own mind. So let's say we are in a simulation. Why would someone or something do it to this scale in the first place? One of the reasons to run a massive simulation... Well, how do we fucking... If, if this has got to render, if this has got to load, like, every time, then what's uploading? Why do we waste time with that garbage? Why doesn't it just, boom, it's there? I want a YouTube video, boom, it's there. And it's not there when people don't look at it. Hmm? Hmm, Mr. Smarty? like this is proposed by philosophy professor Nick Bostrom in his paper, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation? He states that it could be an ancestor simulation. A civilization wanted to see what those before them had done, like a history book, but instead of it being read, it's being acted out. Or we could just be characters in an incredibly advanced video game. <laughs> oh, there's... This is so serious. In our simiverse, we would be the Sims, and in this universe, we even get to play our own very rudimentary version of Sim. <laughs> he said simiverse. Simulation <laughs> games on computers, in consoles, thinking that we are in control. Consoles, exactly. Oh, and in video games, graphics improve. They get better with our technology, but they don't need to be perfect. With virtual reality, we know that what we are looking at isn't real but to our senses to our mind it is and we react accordingly so in this version we live in it seems real to us because this is all we've known but to those that program this simiverse reality could be much different it is plato's allegory of the cave plato suggests that you have prisoners chained in a cave from birth not able to look at each other if plato's so smart why is he a toy for children or anywhere besides directly in front of them at a wall. All they see are shadows projected onto the wall by a fire they've never seen behind them. This is all they've known, so to them, the shadows are reality. And the voices they hear are from the shadows as well. Schizophrenia! Since they've never experienced anything else, never seen a real person, had a human interaction... Like with a doctor or a psychiatrist. They have no understanding of the outside world or the world at all. And if a prisoner were to escape and leave the cave, they would be so frightened and confused by what they saw that... Oh my god, it's a duck! They would choose to come back to the comfort of their cave, of their reality. And just like the prisoners in that cave, what we see in front of us, we believe to be true. Believed to be real. The difficulty in deciding if what we're in right now is real life or simulated life is what NYU professor David Chalmers said that any evidence that we get 
could be simulated. And there's one important distinction to make. We are not in a virtual world, a world that exists independent of us actually being in it. In that scenario, we are players in a game and there is a flesh and blood version of us somewhere controlling this. That is not the case with this idea. We are in a simulated world. Oh, well, that makes it that much more believable. World, which means we're not users. We're not players. We are si Speak for yourself, sucker. Simulated as well. As Philip K. Dick said, fake realities will create... <laughs> said Dick. Fake humans. So why would anybody think that the universe is simulated? Because they've lost their fucking minds. Actually, we have five assumptions for you. If they're correct, then you, dear viewer, are simulated. So follow me into a different reality over on Kurtzkasakt. And as always, thanks for watching. And as always, oh, stay ridiculous. Well, you know, there's, there's certain... Um, certain expressions and um, sayings in the English language that I particularly enjoy. One of them is based on true events, or based on a true story. Um, because I feel that, you know, that is kind of dumb. I think, like, okay, so there's this, this story about... Uh, uh, these kids and they're going to school and then they pass over this bridge and then this, you know, evil fucking clown or something comes out and, you know, start killing everybody and the uh, police go to investigate and they find out that some dude dressed as a clown killed himself there like 20 years ago and it turns out that it was just haunting and then the, the the ghost clown killed everybody and yeah uh, yeah that's based on a true story but in order for it to be based on a true story there there just needs to be one fact in that and it was probably the fact that the kids were indeed on a school bus going over a bridge so I, I don't I don't buy into that uh, based on a true story kind of thing and that's what I liked about the show haunted. Uh, it's, a, it's a series on Netflix, and uh, yeah, because of when they opened up their episodes, they always said that the following is a true story. Yeah, they didn't fuck around, they just went right to it, right to it. This is a true story, we don't fucking care if you believe it or not. Now, the thing is... I'm very skeptical about ghosts, the existence of ghosts, and, um, I've, I've fucked around with Ouija boards and stuff to, to prove to other people that, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a toy. It's a toy from Walmart, okay, so, you can't summon the devil from a fucking toy. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to summon some evil spirits. Get the fucking trouble board. If you pop it seven times, ah, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I can't buy into this Ouija stuff. I got this Ouija app, and, um, you know, I, I taunted the demon. And, uh, 
that said, close the app now, close the app now, and I couldn't close it, and it was very dramatic. And then my screen went all... And then, um... And then one of my testicles fell off, and it was it was bad. But a month later, it grew back, and there was this guy that I kept seeing. But other than that, you know, it was it was nothing. It was nothing. It wasn't real or anything. It's just I I'd taken a bunch of LSD, and you know, didn't connect the two until now. That maybe you know. I was on LSD, and I've been fucking around with a Ouija board, so perhaps that's why I was seeing this guy, and perhaps that's why my testicle had fallen off, or I believed it to fall off. The whole month is a fucking blur. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy things like ghost hunters and ghost adventures. Paranormal stuff. I enjoy the ridiculousness of it, and being a skeptic, I also am uh, a rare skeptic. I uh, I don't believe that it's one hundred percent fake. I don't believe that there's absolutely zero chance that spirits can exist. It's just I believe that people are, are idiots, especially the people who are into orbs. Oh, look, look, there's an orb. <sighs> the light reflects off a camera lens, and all of a sudden you get a paranormal experience. It's, it's horse shit, man. It's just... Yeah. Orbs are just not... Uh... When you're dealing with technology, you, you can't rule it in. If you take a picture, legit... And there's a big naked hairy clown standing there when there wasn't. Yeah. You know, that's that's a paranormal experience. That's something fucked up. But there's this little ball of light. That, uh, that don't mean shit. That don't mean that could be explained so many ways. It could be a bug on the lens. It could be uh, light. <clears throat> it could be, uh, yeah, anything. Oh, look, I took a picture of my house, and there's these balls of light all around. Yeah. You're outside in, like, the dirtiest neighborhood in Canada. Pretty sure that's dust, but whatever. But the thing is, I didn't even see them until it was developed. Well, fucking of course you didn't. Because when you took the picture in the flash, and, you know, fuck you. Okay, um, I don't, I don't understand this whole ghost phenomenon that's going on. I think it's time to take all the focus off ghosts and put them into sharks. But, to each their own. So the first episode of this this haunted show that I watched was called The, the Mimic or something like that. Where, uh, <clears throat> it reminded me more of an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? than it did of, uh, anything else. It's like, yeah, you, you're, you're a part of the Midnight Society. So it says, no fucking around. This is a true story. 
And then when they move into the house, they have that dun 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 classic jump scare with the piano. Yeah, that never happened in real life. I'm going to have to, uh, to call bullshit and you embellish this story a little bit. So, just from that little bit there, dramatic effect to try to make this show better. It's not based on, it's not, well, it's not a true story. It's, uh, yeah. You can't remember every action you do, so, just saying. Some of the shit was acted out. But I, I, I got into this haunted uh, series, and it's pretty cool. Stories, nonetheless. But it's fun. Scary and Halloween's coming, so fuck it. I don't really know how you can say it's, 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 this is the following is a true story when there's like suspenseful music and editing to, you know, <clears throat> to, uh, um, what do you call that? Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you call that stuff? The, uh, you know, I mean, when you put music and hell is that called? I don't remember, but pretty sure when she was walking down the staircase, if that even happened with a paintbrush or paint roller, that there was no suspenseful music going on. I mean, maybe she could hear it if she was on drugs, but I, I don't know. They don't clarify that. The aura, the aura of the, what the, what the fuck is that called when you have the, the room and the and the, the suspenseful music and all that garbage. What, what, what's that called? I, I don't remember. I'm more focused on this chicken fried rice. This is amazing. Ambience? Is it called Ambience? Maybe that's it. It was really funny. You know, like She's like, she comes down the stairs. She's like, see, where are you? And, it, and you know, the, of course, the crickets are chirping. Because that's... You know, that's, that's that could have really happened. Real like crickets do chirp, but she's got this paint roller, like, you know, she's gonna fuck someone's shit up with a paint roller. What are you what are you gonna do with that? Break it. Break it in half. Get a sharp edge. Don't don't try to be scary against something that's super scary with a with a with a paint roller. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Another thing I don't understand about these shows, there is another one, um I'm gonna look it up right now. Ah, yes, it was called Paranormal Survivor. Now, this show was absolute garbage. I didn't like it. Okay, to say it's absolute garbage is unfair. But it was. I'm not going to say that it was absolute garbage, but... It was absolute garbage. Right? So, I always... Is the same with this haunted show that they have the people telling the story who are the actual people that went through the story there. And then they have actors portraying the people that went through the story that are actually there telling the story. Now, if you have a film crew, wouldn't it make more sense to make the people that are actually telling the story be themselves and act in, in, in this acting thing instead of paying them for their appearance, paying them for their story, 
and paying someone to act out their story. It, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Perhaps I should ask my friend who's in film why the fuck they do this. It's not practical. It's not practical at all.